what's up, everybody? It's Every Playlist Tells a Story. I'm Todd. I'm Jimmy. I'm Emily. And we have a guest today. Come on with it. I was going to say, I'm JR. Surprise. That's right. JR is <laughs> joining us today. You may remember uh, JR the Handler from episode 50 and uh good friend of the show. Uh, always sending words of encouragement to me and letting, letting me know how we're doing. So uh, happy to have him on, kind of chop it up with us. And it's, it's always a good time when JR's on board. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Look forward to it. I listened to uh, the last few weeks' episodes. They've been great. And um, I thought, man, what a great time. Like I said, it's been since 50, and you're at 99 this yeah. week. Look at you rolling. I know, right? Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so I I thought, yeah, I, I'd love to jump on. I'll just be a fly on the wall, I'll just kind of chime in. I did kind of get a get your advanced email, advanced email, so I'm a little aware of what's going on, but right. I'll just try to hang in there. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me, buddy. Glad to be here. Love the podcast. Uh, always glad to have you, man. And I don't know that I've ever known you to just be a fly on the wall. I got to say, I'll probably be a little disappointed if you just sit quietly. <laughs> I'm just going to call Jimmy when we're done and tell him all the things I want to talk to him about. Cause you know, I just want to talk to Jimmy for like an hour. So I'll just call him afterwards with all that stuff. I'll save all that. Right. Right. Sporting goods. Yeah. I'm holding back myself, JR. You know, I am. I Cause I'm that. going to new Orleans for the game in two weeks. So, you know, I gotta, we gotta talk about that and where I'm going to eat and where we're going to stay the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no, oh, oh, yeah. Let me know when you want to talk about that. Okay. Talk soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Emily, let's start with you today. You got anything interesting going on? What's been going on with you since we last spoke? Let's get caught um, up here. Just got off of a three-show run. We had uh, Cirque Holiday Dream, or Cirque Dreams Holiday, Charlie Brown Christmas, and Daryl Hall and Todd Rundgren at our venue. So it was a long three days, but very successful. The crowds were happy. The shows were great. And actually, Daryl Hall was a great one to go out on. And, you know, I love Daryl Hall anyway. So right. it was fun. It was a rowdier crowd. We had a few incidents, but um, oh. but good. Yeah. Now, yeah. alcohol involved? Yes. Oh, yeah. We had one patron who didn't even make it into the theater. Wow, um, she hard. walked through security, got her ticket scanned, fell over, and she was done. <laughs> so <laughs> got a wheelchair, got her out of there. And then uh, there was a little fight at the end between two ladies in a coat. It's a new internet oh. video. But um, yeah, it's uh, fun times. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot <laughs> so of entertainment. Like, Jerry, you've probably seen was, some of that coming into your shows, huh? Oh, yeah. I I had to make an amendment to my security meeting uh, to mention, uh, you know, let's let everybody have fun, but let's let's also be responsible. Let them make it through the headliner <laughs> play because we early on, on the last tour we did, I, I think it was Granger. Um, Justin, and I would go out to watch Granger and um, and and, who you know, whoever the opening acts were out on any of the nights. And uh, one night, yeah, we're not great. It's the changeover before direct support and there's people just that not gonna make it they're getting escorted out and i'm like you didn't even make the direct support act you not you mean no way you're gonna make the, the headliner so i'm right. like i saw so i was like guys let's uh let's i mean we want everybody to have fun because they look better and sound better when everybody's had a few but uh let's also let them make it through the end of the night we want everybody to get home safe and happy so anyway yeah that's yeah, how do you I think properly tell little, everybody how do you tell everybody to pace themselves Right. Well, right. and especially now it's like every, you know, you, you cause everybody's kind of like, well, everybody's just now still getting out, you know, mm -hmm. but that hopefully that'll wear, that'll 
Wayne. It seems like that would have wore off by now. You'd think, but no, for us, because no, we're out all the time and we see the crowds every <laughs> night. Some of these people, this is their first time still out, you know. Some I mean, I maybe. guess it's it's probably it's five o'clock somewhere mentality. So yeah. Yeah. If you can squeeze this a little like, if you can squeeze a little bit out of that, yeah, we're just now getting out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like kids that just graduated high school going away to college on their own for the first time. The freedom is there. That's what everybody's acting like right now. So Pretty much. Let them have a good time, I suppose. <laughs> Did you get to watch any of the show? Uh, yes, I, I watched Daryl, of course. I did watch his show. Um, it was good. Todd Rundgren came out at the end and they sang together. Um, they're getting older. They're yeah. getting older. But everything sounded good. The stage was beautiful. I liked his set. I liked the way everything looked and his uh, his band. It was the Daryl's House band that he has. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. Yep. And they were phenomenal. So. It was good. He did have a little diva moment when his microphone wasn't, the stand wasn't working properly, but mm. he called himself out and uh, he's like, I'm being a diva. I'm sorry, but you know, got to get this right. So as long as he recognized it, that's all right. Yeah, he did. That's so he's saying motive, mostly it was his solo stuff, um, but he did sing a few of the Hall and Oates hits everybody loves. Sure. So Sarah Smile came out and that was, that was pretty good. Awesome. So, yeah. Is he 75 now? Is that right? I think he's like 78. 78. Wow. Dar- live at Daryl's house. That was, that's been a few years, but doesn't seem like it's been that long ago. I know. I don't know. It may be longer ago than I'm thinking it was because he was still spry. That's what I was going to ask. Were any of the, was that that vibe there? Do you have any extra guests or anything? But I guess not. Nothing, no, nothing else really. Um, he did talk about that he's still recording. He's going to be coming out with the Live at Daryl's House, so stay tuned for that. That's cool. All right. Jimmy, what's up with you, That's man? <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I had the, the Princeton, Indiana Christmas Parade Saturday night. Okay. They were just, they um, were just tossing candy. There was... You didn't. I I didn't even watch the parade. I was so busy picking up candy for my daughter. I mean, they were just heaving it out like just handfuls. It was there was so much candy left over. Tossing it like it was expired. It was just like they had to get rid of it or they were gonna die. You know. So it it uh, sounds dangerous. Good candy. A bunch of tootsie roll shit. Well, when we left, we left. We were at the beginning of the parade, and when we took off, there were EMTs headed toward the parade. So you know damn well there's some kids that ran out in front of one of the tractors or something to get candy that oh, you know they had a kid throwing short arm, you know, and it was in the middle of the road. I they, they gotta change that format. That's dangerous. Yeah, you gotta put chicken candy makes or something. Pe- candy candy makes people crazy. Oh, it does. Oh, it's yeah, I've been to plenty of those yeah. parades, man. Yeah, it's people go ape shit. Yeah. Yeah. That that you know, other than other than the funeral, which you know I, don't want to, you know, talk about, but uh, it's a busy weekend. <laughs> busy weekend. All right. Yeah. Now I got, I'm going to have, you have to, excuse me, I got to turn the TV on for the, uh, you know, because we got a Monday night game tonight. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. I just got to keep my one eye on it. So, right. I don't yeah, know, I was... JR, you got, you doing the same or? Well, I'm gonna have to be limited on my time. My wife is uh we that's our thing and uh so I'm gonna have to buzz close to game time. But um right. like I say before we you. went on air, we're not it's not like we're in a 
a race to for a Super Bowl run or anything. So I mean, I'm not as concerned as normal, but um, I'm with yeah, you. Though. The only reason I want them to get in the playoffs is to devalue that first round pick they gave the Eagles. Yes. to trade up to get Olave. Yes, I agree. Uh, that's all. That's almost a Emily. And we could. Like I said, I hope we figure something out and who know who we're going to have as our quarterback going forward. But anyway, that's a separate episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the every sports cast tells a story episode. All right. Well, before I get into uh, my stuff, I'm I'm back on the fireball for the episode. Oh, yep. oh boy, missed a couple weeks. Slurring, slurring fireball. No wonder you're smiling. Fireball. <laughs> nothing makes you feel like you're yeah, I'm sneaking something it. around. Nothing makes you feel like you're sneaking something over on your parents than drinking fireball, huh, Todd? <laughs> yeah, I still sneak around. You're right. Yeah. That's what it's gotta be the childish thing because I mean, I don't know why an adult would drink that besides that, but that's you. I'll well, I don't know if you heard the story. Uh last year we're down in fabulous Gulf Shores, Alabama. Yes. On my annual vacation where JR is probably currently located. I am. Uh, I'm in my garage in Gulf Shores right now. Uh, the annual big vacation with some friends and their family and stuff. And one of the cousins came around the corner and handed me a little mini bottle airplane size deal of fireball and just kind of hit me with it. It was like, do a shot. And I did it. And I was like, man, it's not too bad. So I got <laughs> home and I bought a little 10 pack for 4th of July. Ended up working my way through that. And then uh, a couple weeks ago for my birthday, my brother handed me a bucket full of a bunch of little airplane shots of fireball. And then uh, Misty, my wife, sent me a picture a couple weeks ago. I uh, found a big, gigantic candy cane full of little airplane bottles of fireball. So I guess, so I'm really trying to work the I'm trying to get a fireball sponsorship. <laughs> it sounds like you need one. Because you're going to drink it. You're going to drink yourself out of house and home. Any well, other way. I figure one little shot a week is not going to hurt me, right? <laughs> yeah. so you got sponsorship, the, then I'll step it up. There you go. Based on how empty that bottle is, this may be the most honest episode we get yeah. out. <laughs> Do another one, Todd. Do another oh, one. I'm going to in a minute. One. I'm going to. I got to finish I'm this a, one tonight. I'm just having a regular old beer. It's actually a. Uh, uh, spotted cow that you can only get in Wisconsin. You know the Wisconsin oh, yeah. beer, spotted cow. Yep. I smuggled me back a case of those last time we were up that way. Hey, speaking of those fireball minis, you guys all work at venues. How many of those are on the floor every night at shows? <laughs> every show, we every time I walk down, like throughout where the where the crowd was after a show during of our stuff the last couple of years, yep. there is especially if it's a dry show or like limited right, alcohol yeah. show or something. Just if I had a nickel for every fireball. <laughs> Airplane mini that That's I see right. on the floor after the show. Hell yeah! That's how you yeah, get it done. You're not wrong. Yeah, I just don't get it. I'm like, just drink Jack Daniels, and then you'll feel like you're really drinking something, or drink something. If not, you just drink. It's just a sugar drink. I'm just trying Jack to work Daniels my way through the inventory, man. I know. I got you. Hey, I'll send you. I got. Um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll do a show together again soon. I got a bottle of the um, Alan Jackson whiskey. Oh. Yes, I hadn't cracked it yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it on the road at some point and do it because no, my wife she don't want any, but well, I've got to drink it. If, if nothing it else, forever. you know I come down there once a year, so yes, <laughs> we'll do that right on. So you don't have a show for a couple months, right? I'm off till February. Yeah, nice. I was, I was nice. looking at the tour schedule there. 
we've got to do a i've got to go to nashville in a few weeks for a music video and then um we're going to do a thing in january uh something for the governor of arkansas but uh, that's about it until february then we're going to do a tour of course we're kicking it off in uh you know beautiful uh south dakota uh starting groundhog groundhog catch this guys y'all get this groundhog's day on my 20th year in the business this will be my 20th year kicking off and wow. i started on groundhog's day in the frigid <laughs> north imagine that <laughs> oh god that's bless you. to be the second groundhog days too it's setting up to be that it's movie. february 2nd yeah yeah and we should so probably anyway. take a moment just for anybody listening if you don't remember who jr is he's the tour manager for justin moore uh co-host on the justin moore podcast all around good dude what else how would you describe yourself jr saints fan saints fan man i love uh music all forms of music sports are cool southern culture wrestling big wrestling fan yep. uh i just I'm, I'm you know i'm just been around done a lot and seen a lot and heard a lot so uh, i like to talk a lot about those things and that's all i got to say about that i'm from alabama <laughs> So a lot of people just look at me funny when I talk either way. That's right. <laughs> but no, I met Todd out on the road, and then uh -huh. I, I, I listened when Todd kicked his podcast off. We were talking a bunch. We kind of did it about, about the same time same when time. you and Justin started up. Yeah, so we we yeah. were talking to each other every couple of days, just kind of picking yeah. each other's brain. And we were off the road. We weren't doing shows either. It was during yep. the beginning of COVID, so um, we were talking all the time. And then um, I've listened to the podcast a bunch. Then I met Jimmy. We did a show in his building. Um, year or so ago and yeah um anyway just big fan of the show and i love what you guys talk about i love the, the i remember we talked about it when it was when you were putting it all together i was like i love the idea it's great mm -hmm. go with it so um glad to be here yeah so you have jr to thank or blame for this podcast really i mean he's really got todd motivated to do it man if, if you really want to get down to it i I don't even remember what building we were in, but I remember the dressing room and Jr. went on like a 10 minute tangent about Eddie rabbit and spewed out a whole bunch of facts and stuff that sounded real. And when he got done, I just looked at him and went, I don't know if anything you just said is real or fake or made up or whatever, but you should start a damn podcast. That was it. That was the most entertaining 10 minutes I've had in like six months. Yeah. <laughs> and we threatened to do it forever. And then we finally did. And lately we just been slammed. You guys have been still rocking them out. Y'all are making it happen. We hadn't, we haven't been the last couple of weeks. It's tough, unfortunately. man. Yeah, Todd, Todd's the one, you know, at a different location every week right now. Yeah. I'm yep. the troublemaker. So, um, and speaking of different locations. So last time we spoke, I'm going to jump into my stuff real quick. Last time we spoke, we recorded last week. I was in uh, Rosemont, Illinois, North Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so I had a show there that was Wednesday. Then I drove to Grand Rapids, Michigan for a show on Thursday. Friday was a travel day back to Rosemont. And as I was pulling into Rosemont, uh, right next to the venue, close to the hotel, as I was going through an intersection, I saw like a mascot on a street corner at an intersection. Somebody dressed up in a big mascot outfit. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe there's some sporting thing going on or whatever. As I got closer and closer to things, um, I saw, started seeing more and more. And then as I got closer yeah. and closer, I saw people with tails. Yes. And about the time it hit me, I passed the, the, the expo there with the electronic billboard, FurryCon. And I thought to myself, it's a goddamn furry convention this weekend. I was what? so fucking excited. <laughs> Do you know what a never furry heard, is? I've never even heard of that. 
Holy shit. Yes. I thought you were going to say like Comic-Con type thing. What's it's it's kind of like Comic-Con, yeah. but I just did a quick little Wikipedia look up what is a furry. Furry fandom subculture is interested in anthropomorphic animal characters, basically animals with human intelligence, facial expressions, talking, walking on two legs, wearing clothes. Basically, think cartoon animals. Yeah, 80s cartoons. That you'd see in video games, you'd see in cartoons, things like that. And this is a thing. This is a group. This is a club. They're in the furry lifestyle. It's... Wow. So so as my day unfolded, because I got into town about 3 o'clock, and I thought, man, I have got a long day of just witnessing what's going on. And just out of pure fascination, because I am not... I'm not slamming on anybody. If that's your jam, cool. If that's what makes you happy, cool. Um, and then, so I went and checked into my room and I was going to go down to the lobby. And uh, so you remember the story about New York City, got in the elevator, got in our door, elevator door opened, guy with no pants. We all remember that story, right? He's been one that of was you, wasn't it? I got in the <laughs> elevator with somebody dressed as Crash Bandicoot. Door opened. Head to toe, couldn't see any part of his natural body, just a costume of this Crash Bandicoot thing. And I got on the elevator, and I think I was being cool and was just like, hey, what's going on? I think I evidently came on too strong because because uh, as soon as I said hi, he got off the elevator. I was like, oh, I forgot something. And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Door closed, and I went down. And then it occurred to me, I I got on the elevator on floor nine. He was already there. So for him to say, oh, I forgot something, like he was just getting back off the elevator to go back to his room, it's like he jumped off for so I don't know why he jumped off. So maybe I was coming on stronger. I don't know. But it was, I was the happiest I've ever been. It was like, shit, yeah, here we go. Um, but then it slowly declined in disappointment because what I can tell after watching uh, a full afternoon and evening of, of this Comic-Con traffic coming and going, and again, I probably only saw a portion of it, uh, what I can tell about it is it seems to be male dominated. So it seemed like about 90% of them were male, a lot of guys. No kidding. And then uh yeah, right. And then uh about of of the ones I saw, it seems like only about five to ten percent were like in full costume. A lot of people just walking around with tails, just phoning it in. And I was like, man, if you're gonna commit to something, you're gonna go to a con, you gotta do more than a tail, right? Am I wrong? No, okay. not wrong at all. all right. uh, I had a couple of better, bigger percentage. Yeah. I would think so too. I thought the percentage would have been yeah. Bigger. Uh, there were a couple of people had like gloves on or like a hat on or something like that. Then it occurred to me, I bet those costumes are really expensive. So maybe it's just like a buy a section at a time kind of thing, and they're working their way up to the full blown thing. Giving them the benefit, I'm doing what I can to give them the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, and then I, there's a few of just kind of walking around wearing a jacket that had like a tail drawn on it or something. I was like, you know what? You're not even trying. Call yourself a furry, please. <laughs> Oh, ye who do, does not wear a tail to one of these. Yeah. 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 So, um, but uh, they were all very friendly, got in the elevator, and I, I was polite to everybody. Uh, one of them did let me take a picture and got a selfie with one. I'll, uh, I'll put that up here in a little bit. He was super nice. Awesome. Uh, but the one thing that occurred to me, and Jimmy, your background of the hallway and the shining is spot on. So, Traveling as much as I do, and JR, let me know if this ever hits you with hotel rooms and stuff. So the, I usually stay in a, in a room nearest the elevator because my weirdest fear, whatever gets into my head, when I get off an elevator at two o'clock in the morning or whatever time I'm at the hotel and I'm walking in that long ass hallway, 
at some point in that walk, something pops in my head is I'm going to lose my shit if some dude pops around a corner or somebody comes running up behind me or something. I don't know why. Maybe I've watched The Shining too much, but it's just <laughs> a thought I have every time I'm going down one of those long fucking hallways. Um, and then this weekend upped it because I thought, you know what? If a furry comes around a corner or comes running up behind me, I'm really going to lose my shit. So, but uh, no incidents. Everything was fine. Got to my room. Uh, back and forth but yeah so jimmy your little shining hallway background was was perfect so because see the it, furry it, the furry guy could be in a costume yeah and sneak up and, and yeah. tackle you know harass you then run and change its outfit and stuff it in a trash can somewhere <laughs> and then no one would know it was him it was well, just yeah guy. he's like oh are you okay sir you're like yeah you know crash bandicoot just kicked my ass and you're like where is he i don't know yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, I see he's what you mean. I would be, be the, scared too. He's doing would, the damage be, and swooping in to be the hero. I even said that with the mask thing during COVID. I wanted everybody to be safe, obviously, but not being able to see people's face and their expressions and stuff is a little scary because you just have no idea. You don't know if somebody's friendly or aggressive. Right. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, the the costume, especially with the big stuff, you're like, oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is Michael Myers in there? I don't know. Yeah, can't no, tell. Yeah. He's got a full body out. He's got crash on. Yeah, yeah, it could have been, it could have been a full on mass murder in the elevator with you. Yeah, no, I, but you know, he, nicest mass murder I ever met. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when yeah, I could, worked yeah. for the art store uh, Blick up in Chicago, our conferences were in Rosemont, and every year they were the same weekend as the furry conference. So, uh, it was like, do I stay with mine? Do I test out this other one? Yeah. What do I do? It's a whole new world. Yeah, it was but very I interesting. I said, you know. I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. So, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, I'm just kind of out wandering the lobby and walking around out having a cigarette. And uh, they were all coming back from the rave, man. And one dude was carrying some big bottle, some big handle. And I was like, good Lord, son. God, <laughs> they were about to get down or they'd been getting down. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, furries, man. So I can check furry off my bingo card. I never even man. heard that. Oh, it's a thing, man. I know. It's I mean, I'm disappointed. I've never stayed at a hotel with any. I'm. I was just thinking about that. I guess I've never stayed at one that was a uh, uh, any kind of like Comic Con type. Yeah, thing. I have there's, st- there's nothing going on, man. I just lucked into it. I stayed at one in Arizona one time that was a uh, like low rider car club type oh, deal. Oh, sweet, yeah. And you know, so there was like some gangster looking guys there, but also there was a bunch of sweet cars. I mean, it was all the super cool yeah. ones from the magazines and stuff. That was cool. And then uh tell you the worst that you could probably the worst is uh stayed at uh, in Vegas at like one of the big hotels, maybe MGM, when they were having a fight like the that night. I flew in a day early for whatever I was doing right. or a day or two or whatever it was. So I'm at there and they're having a UFC fight. This is 15 years ago, probably or more. And uh so everybody there is like, you know, aggressive dudes, yeah, you know, right, they're right. all jacked up for this fight <laughs> thing, you know, and I and everybody thinks you know i'm just like good lord i just want to go you know and i just kept thinking and they're all drinking and partying and i'm just like oh my god this is this is going i I couldn't imagine what would be worse i don't know i mean well and and talking about that last time i was in vegas it's been 15 years maybe um there it was a similar situation there was like some sort of fight or whatever and i'm terrible at roulette because i just get too emotionally invested so i cannot play roulette um but i had a thing going like misty was playing and like every time they like spun the wheel and do the ball or whatever, I had to look around the room and I had to find somebody who looked like they'd went to the fight, somebody who looked like they could be a fighter and a, a female that looks like she was the date of somebody that went to the fight. I just I had to find those three people. 
And if I found those three people while the ball was spinning, Misty would win. Wow. And that went on for like an hour. Wow. Yeah. Then you quit paying attention and you lost all your money. Well, no, no, it's just, it's, she's much better at roulette. See, I'm like, put everything on 17, let's go. And she spreads it around. She does it right. I'm like, no, wow. give me a hundred dollars on 17. Nope. All right. I guess I'm done. So, but, um, that's funny right. though. Are you not, are you at home now, Todd? Yeah. I'm, I got home yesterday and I'll, I'll leave, uh, here shortly. So back on the road and then I'll be back this weekend. And then, uh, I've got a big long, I'll be gone for a week starting next week. So. Got a big long run coming up. What's on the itinerary, Todd? What towns? Uh, actually, not a whole lot of towns. Really, just uh, uh, Tucson, Arizona, for a couple of shows, and then uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Hey, yeah. that's nice. That'll be interesting. So, uh, loading up on my thermal wear. So, <laughs> Anchorage in December is probably not the best choice, but we'll see. No, no, little to no sunlight, I imagine, right now. Yes, I think they say it's like five hours of sunlight this time of year. Oh, wow. Yeah. The only time I went was the opposite. It was, you know, three in the morning, the sun was still out. I think Jimmy's been up there during that kind of time, too, right? Oh, yeah. I've been in Alaska a couple times. Went The furthest north I got was Coldfoot, Alaska, a truck stop north of the Arctic Circle. And the sun was up the entire time. The entire wow. time, it was sun, it was sunset all night long. It was it was odd. It was really yeah. hard to sleep. That's insane. Yeah. There's a really cool uh, documentary that the uh, um, I think it's the Nitty Gritty Dirt, Dirt Band they did on a trip. They went to Alaska to play shows and they filmed the whole thing. It's just probably late '80s, mid mid late '80s, mm-hmm. early '90s at the latest. Uh, and it was really cool. It shows going to those towns and they're playing smaller places and everything. But uh, anyway, random uh, documentary. Probably no generators. Yeah, and they were in an older bus. I think they took the bus all the way. Yeah, and back and stuff. And yeah, they it was it was just a whole other thing. And they were playing at like the you know, little town center in these smaller type towns too and stuff. Uh, but they filmed the whole thing. It was really cool. Somebody told me about it a couple of weeks ago and I'd never heard of it. And I was just like, Oh, how did I not know about this? <laughs> Alaska. Well, they have fun, Todd, be safe. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess you'll get some good rest cause it'll be dark <laughs> whenever right, you decide yeah. to go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> so I've never played that game where I like mark off the States I've been to, but I've been to Hawaii this year and now I'm going to Alaska. So I got to be getting close to getting them all. Surely I've gotten them all. I can't think of any I haven't been to. Yep. So North right. Dakota. What's that? North Dakota yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Bismarck. Oh, we've oh yeah. Couple we've times. Been North Dakota's together. I've done there with Todd before, mm-hmm. and we've been out. I know we've been up to uh, Rhode Island and all that, and Rhode all those Island, cold Maine. places up there. The Shit, terrible yeah. times to go. Man, hey, let's yeah, go. Let's go on. try. Let's go tour the north. Uh, northeast in February. Yeah, it's just somewhere north. Like, man, Florida's just right here. And it's right, yeah, nice. Yeah, See, I'm there. I'm close. I know. I can tell you. I can look out my backyard. <laughs> it's had to switch over, so we're back into it. All right, you were saying something about Jr. You were talking about the books you got from. Uh... Yeah, uh, Willie Perkins, who was the Almond Brothers road manager, um, sixty nine to seventy six. He has two books out, and um, I just got uh, a copy of his newest one. And I'm actually, you can go on and send him. Uh, a check and he'll autograph you one and send it to you if you don't want to get on Amazon. But uh, I was looking through it. He saved all of his stuff. He's got all the, the pictures, the posters, the settlement sheets, the um, 
uh, ticket stubs. I mean, you know, what they paid band members, you know, and crew members and stuff. And then he tells the stories. He took over the job uh, after their original tour manager, um, Twigs, Twiggy, got arrested in Buffalo for stabbing a club owner. They played a gig. And back then, you never did, you had to get paid every night. It wasn't like now where right. you got lawyers and much contracts. And I was like, and eh, they'll figure it out. Back then, you had to get the money before you left that night as a road manager. That was your number one job. Still kind of is. But um, he stabbed this club owner. Club owner didn't want to give him his money. He told him to come back the next day. He went back the next day. He, they got in a fight. He stabbed him. They took him to jail. They said, call this guy. This is my friend. He was a, he would work for some bank in Atlanta, and he had to take over the gig. Uh, but so And he ended up staying on as the road manager for the next almost 10 years. Uh, but... Uh, Twigs got off because he got claimed they he got uh insanity he pled insanity and got off on it because managing the Almond Brothers was enough to make you go insane back then. They they literally said with the drinking and the drugs and a rock and roll band that it would make anyone go crazy. So he got off. True story. Right. And then he became like the stage manager and worked under him. Yeah, it seems like a look. If I don't stab you for the money, when I get back to the band without the money, they're gonna stab me. Yeah, when I get back to Atlanta or make it or where, without their money, somebody's gonna be mad. So anyway, yeah. that was just rando. And then Jimmy was saying, yeah, in making there were were uh, Dwayne and um, uh, Barry, Oakley. Barry Oakley both had motorcycle wrecks close to the same spot. Pretty eerie. What, sort of story, what I heard was the story I heard was that. Dwayne had a uh, heroin overdose, and he was on his deathbed. I mean, the doctors didn't think he was going to make it. And Barry Oakley was so upset, he went out to the parking lot of the hospital and prayed to God just to keep him alive for just one more year. All he needs is one more year. And he survived that, that overdose. And to the day, he, he died. In the, and he died in that uh, motorcycle Motorcycle crash. Yeah, oh. and then it was almost a year after to the day that Barry died. Really? Yeah. Look that up. It's a that's a creepy, creepy story about the Almond Brothers. I heard it once. Yeah, and I, and I've been there and stood there in the in the cemetery. There used to be a there used to be a venue right on the outside of the uh, cemetery there on the river that we used to play. Some back my first band, Wayne Mills Band, back in the early two thousands, was like a college type bar type place. Um, okay. And the like parking lot was right there by the thing. We walked out there and stood where they stood. You could still, it feels something out there for sure. It's wild. Well, I was going to say kind of in that, in that location where the two things happened, is there, is there any legend or. Oh yeah. There's, there's ominousness about it or, or whatever. I, th I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they've done shows on it, but there's definitely, I'm sure, especially with mm -hmm. Almond Brothers Purist, I'm sure everybody eating mushrooms has definitely felt and seen something out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be the mushrooms. That was their thing, you know. And yeah, now the yeah. new thing with now that's the new thing I keep hearing with the with the up and coming party crowd now. Not I, I, I'm retired from all that, but I still hear it from time to time. Is the microdosing of the mushrooms? I hear that is the new thing all the kids are doing these days. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Y'all keep your ear out. It's not crack and smack anymore. It's uh, microdosing mushrooms. Going for a ride. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Sounds sounds lovely. I don't know how to get in on it, but uh, keep my ears out. Yeah, it's all we, natural. We when I was in college, there wasn't no micro dosing. Is you ate mushrooms and uh, be yeah. careful. Give it about ten hours. You know, <laughs> hang on. So I don't know. It's been a long, long time. So yes, who knows? It has. Yes, it has.
All right. Well, y'all want to jump into the top 10 this week? Or top 10, top five? Top five. Ooh, simmer <laughs> yeah, down. Uh, yeah, I don't have 10. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I uh, I picked this one. I had a thought the other day. I heard a song and I thought, man, I wish I could hear that song again for the first time and just have that feeling. So I with, went with top five songs you wish you could hear again for the first time. So a little spectacular. My first song, the song that kicked it off, Faith No More Epic. That song, 1990, was a game changer. There was nothing like it. It was it was rock. It was rap. It was everything in between. And it was just, I don't know, there was nothing like it. And that's probably, that's probably one of the first bands that I think I deep dove um, catalog on. And went back and listened to all the earlier Faith No More records and kind of fell in love with those as well. But that, and that epic was great. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. I remember, I like yeah. You kind of stole mine because I remember the first, I knew where I was when I first heard that. Oh, I, was in the US, I was in the USI parking lot. I was going to college. Oh, you still remember the first time you heard it? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on spring break down in uh, Sarasota, Florida, just driving around and. That came on. I was like, wow, I got to find out who this is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, reading a little bit about it, they had released a single off that album that didn't do very well. So the record label told them they could pick whatever song they wanted to release for their second one. And this is the one they picked, and it's what blew them up. It's, they just got huge off it. So, that's my first one. What do you got, Emily? Okay, I'm going way back to when I was in grade school. And uh, we're going Joan Jet. I Love Rock and Roll. Um, my mom likes to talk this story. I'm going to tell a lot of mom stories and my stuff, but I got my first perm when I was like first grade. And I guess I thought I was hot stuff. And so out on the recess playground, I was out there just singing that song to everybody. I was like, um, Emily just, she's just out here singing and we can't get her to stop. <laughs> That's what I went with. I into Hey, I just love that song so much. It gave me the attitude. So Fun that, story, was, that like, was my favorite song. I just you're kind of like Sandy um, in the movie Grease there at the end, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. I started so young. Jeff. I went to a Catholic school, so it was a little not something I should have been doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bucking the system already. Uh Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. First 45 I ever bought with my own money. And I still have it. Oh, even better. I yep. love that. Yep. Buried away Jen, with the other gems. Fantastic. Just such a, she's just amazing. She's so She good. is. She's a true rock star. Yeah. Love her. All right. Jimmy? Oh, I got to go with, uh, it's a long way to top if you want to rock and roll ACDC. I, I was 13. I, I think I went through puberty that moment. <laughs> I heard that song. I, everything I, happened all at once? But my brother always oh, an ACDC fan. He he like Blair Highway to Hell. You know, when I was like nine, ten years old, and I was like, damn, it's fucking wild, man. I, you know, I, but when I was thirteen and heard ACDC, I understood. I understood what it meant. Um, and I had that song on repeat. I went and got the high voltage cassette, and it was on repeat that entire summer. No shit. Oh yeah, that yeah, still my favorite song to this day. No doubt. Jaws yeah. is my favorite movie, and it's a long way top of it. If you want to rock and roll, my favorite song. 
All right. JR, you got anything that comes to mind? Man, you know, I I I didn't know exactly which direction you guys were going to go with your picks because we, I, you know, I really wasn't, I didn't know until last minute. I was just thinking about something I heard for the first time uh, that really sparked me enough to like, what is that? It was interesting to hear it first time, and it's a lot more recent and totally random. Uh, I don't, I don't, not sure why, because this this just came to my mind. I don't know, but uh, was when I heard a Sturgill Simpson song on uh, um, WSM. Uh, uh, you know, six fifty a.m. six fifty yep. a.m. Uh, the Opry Channel, Nashville. I'm, I can't know why I can't think right now, but uh, I heard it on a on a program one day, and, and I heard the music and the song, and I was like, "Man, that is interesting. What is that?" And then I figured out what it was, and then listened to that record, and I thought it was great, and he had some good records after that. But um, just something that just it just really grabbed and was like man that was a cool sound it was a cool way to do a sound like that there's been a bunch of those lately though i feel yeah. like i could do one on a bunch but that was just the first one that came just that that sound sturgill's record that sound yeah, on that unique. record recently because yeah. it was kind of a different spark what was going on in the mainstream and even like americana it really what you know anyway. yeah I'll, you know and just being on tour with you guys that's i your walking music, that's where I discovered Sturgill Simpson. That's where I discovered Ray Wiley Hubbard. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have great walking music. You know, you guys do a real good job of that. I remember I've, I've gone to Jeff, your your production manager, front of house guy, more times than not and gone, hey, what is this song? Because it's amazing and I hear it every night. I got to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's important too. You know, what you listen to before you get ready to go rock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the volume, everything all adds to the show, you know, the ambience and you know because if i'm i know if i as i always think i was a fan first if i'm there i don't want to hear this i don't want to hear right. announcements i don't want to hear you know whatever mm-hmm. I, there's a playlist that'll lead you up to going to the party that, like if you were in your car still you yeah. know let's play that playlist you know exactly and then kill the lights bring it up and get after it that's right yeah um, what was the name of the song remember the Sergio simpson song um mm-hmm. um uh, king of shit mountain or whatever it's called, King of Turd Mountain, whatever it is. Hey, uh, I'm the King of Turd Mountain. If you wanted, you could have the crown. Might have been the crown was the name of the song. It just was interesting, and I thought at first I thought it was like a, I thought at first I thought it was a um, like a a parody song, a hokey type thing, and then I realized no, this is not. A, I thought it was like a, a show, you know, an advertisement or something because it was on WSM, and um. And then I realized, no, this is good. And I listened to the production, man. It was good. The music sounded really good. I think I like. I think that's what gets me because I was going to say another one I thought of was uh, "Sleep in the uh, Sleep in the Desert" uh, yeah. by ZZ Top. Because yeah. I remember, like the first, I mean, just that first time, it just melted me down. I remember thinking, man, and I still listen to that all the time. But that's kind of where my mind went when I was thinking about these mm-hmm. those type songs. But I guess it's the music is where I was going with that. It's well, and there ain't no wrong answers, man. It's whatever hits found. you, the way it hits you, man. Mm-hmm. All right. My second song was a song called Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. And this is a song that I am sure I've heard a million times and never paid attention to it. And probably three years ago, this song sticks out with me so much. Um, I was riding in the car with one of my boys and they were in swim at the time. And we were just kind of scrolling through Spotify and playing songs and stuff. And he's like, oh, look this song up and play it. 
and it was this King Harvest song. And he said, yeah, they play music while we're warming up and whatever at practice. And this is one of the songs on the playlist. And he really dug it. And it's just one of those. It just it sounds so familiar and it's so comforting and it's just a fun, easygoing song. And I just that song reminds me of that moment in time with him saying, hey, play this song and hearing a song that he really dug and me going, oh, shit, I really dig this, too. So I, that that's a song I will always wish I could hear for the first time, just be, to be in that moment. Great upbeat song. Yeah, good stuff. I'm just over here rocking it in my head right now. Yeah, that yeah. You mentioned it. And, and like I said, it's one of those, man, when I played it, I was like, I couldn't tell you I never knew this song. I never knew who the band was, but I've heard, I know I've heard it. I mean, it, it sounds too familiar. I didn't so. know that was the name of the band either. I thought it was Three Dog Night or the yeah, one Yeah, it's, it's kind of in that uh, vein. Brandy, yeah. you know. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Looking glass. Looking glass, yeah. Not to be con confused with golden earring. <laughs> don't, dis don't be dissing on golden earring in the radar, I, love, man. Hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, Emily, what do you got next? All right. My next one, I'm staying back old school when I was younger. Blondie, Heart of Glass. Nice. I just, I fell in love with Blondie. Uh, one, because I thought this girl is leading all of these men and I love it. I love that she had like the whole band was guys and it's just like, you kick ass girl, you get it. And she's just, there's just so many hits that came out of them. And I still to this day adore Blondie. I just, I love her. I love the band. I love everything. Debbie Harry, arguably one of the biggest female rock stars of all time. She did it all. She was a icon yeah. in that era, everything, mm -hmm. fashion. I mean, everything. Yeah. They got the name of the band I read today because she when she dyed her hair blonde, truckers were calling her, Hey Blondie. And so she yeah. said, Well, name of the band now. Fair enough. And then I remember when I worked at Cats Records, we had the uh display boards that we'd always create for yep. the different albums coming out. And there was a contest for one and it was blondie and you could win the entire collection. And I won the entire collection and it was so awesome. That's awesome. It was it was a girl's dream. I just loved it. That's right. One of the, one of the strangest rock and roll Hall of Fame inductions in, ever, though. Did you have you did you ever have you ever seen that? I don't know if I remember it. When, when Blondie got inducted to Hall of Fame, it was the three that took it. I think was was Debbie and the guitar player who was her boyfriend. You know, while they were in the band and the drummer and the three guys that weren't in the band anymore showed up and was like in the room begging Debbie while she was being inducted in front of the microphone was begging her to play with them live. But those three guys had sued um, the other three guys, the other three members that they were still in the band. And they were having this argument in front of everybody that was at the ceremony about oh, wow. playing, not playing. Wow. It was, odd. It, was it was really strange. Did they play together? No. No, 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 because no. um, the guitar player wasn't having it. He spoke up, said, listen, did you think about that when you sued us? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm. I mean, he was calling mm. them out in front of everybody at the ceremony. It was, uh, it was, it was bizarre. So speaking, up. kind of off track, speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, have you seen the Judas Priest? Uh, they got inducted this year. Have you seen that yet, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Did you see... Uh, my favorite part was when Rob went up to the microphone after everybody in the band kind of introduced themselves. And Rob Halford goes up to the microphone and says, hi, 
I'm the gay guy. <laughs> and I thought it was so sweet and so funny. It was like, you know, he's such a rock god. And for him to just go up there and kind of all sheepishly do it, it just made me laugh so hard. I had to rewind it and watch that a couple of times. Um, yeah, he's a lot taller in person than I thought. He's about an inch taller than I am. He's about yeah. six three. I was in there. I was like, wow, you know, I wouldn't mess with him. He's a big guy. Oh, hell no. Then he went out there and sang Jolene with Dolly Parton. I miss that. You miss that? Oh, it's a big all-star thing at the end. Dolly was out there doing Jolene and like had Brandy Clark was out there. Uh, Rob Halford was out there. I mean, everybody was out there with her. It was awesome. Uh, Simon from, I think, Duran Duran sang a verse. It was great. It was cool. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and check it out. Yep. It's at the end. All right. Hey, right, have, you, if, have you guys ever heard the room? Speaking of Dolly, have you ever heard the rumor about her having tattoos? Yes. I just heard this recently. And it's confirmed. I don't know about it. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that's always a rumor. I've always heard. You ever notice she wears long sleeve stuff and everything? And they always say because she had sleeves. And I always thought forever, there's no way, no way. Well, I heard through the grapevine that, yes, indeed, she had tattoos, but not actually sleeves. And then uh, a buddy of mine did some digging up. And a couple of years ago, yeah, she told someone on like a Good Morning America type thing, I have small tattoos, butterflies, and this and that covering up scars and stuff, but not sleeves. Huh. That's what I, yeah. Oh, wow. And so it's not just, I mean, I know a source and this and that, but not going that route, but right. like facts on you can find on the internet. She talked about it in a, in a something a couple That's years wild. ago, buddy of mine found it. Cause I mentioned this to a friend of mine who is a wealth of knowledge uh, in music. He toured with Haggard for years and Skinner. <laughs> um, but I'd mention it to him because same way it came up with her doing something with someone, another artist, because it seems like she's doing a, a lot of collabs and stuff lately. And um, I said, you ever heard the thing? You ever heard the rumor about her having tattoos? And he's like, no. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. It's been his rumor. I was like, and it's true. And then he looked it up and found some documented stuff right. on the Internet where she had said it. Very yes, cool. small butterflies and clouds and stuff to cover up uh, scars. That's what she said. But I, I bet she's got fire sleeves. She's got devil horns and <laughs> well, you know, her husband, Carl Dean, is a big ACDC guy. He's a big rock guy. Yeah. Yeah. A, I've heard that. Rock. I've heard her husband's a real big rock guy. Wow. I've never heard anything out of her husband. I've seen pictures yeah. of him, but he's yep. they got it figured out. They are one of the yes, rare few who have it figured out. Yep. And have since day one. No mm -hmm. hoo-ha, no drama, no or if so, we don't none of us know about it. That's right. Hmm. That's awesome queen yeah yeah i love emily both of your songs are kind of like what i'm thinking with mine that it's it's the sound it's the because both of your songs are just undeniable mm -hmm. that's a sound once you've heard it the first time you know i was thinking about one on a back old school for me but one that hit early like that different but similar uh percy sledge when a man loves a woman because uh, it's just a dun, 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 the big orchestrated sound mm -hmm. and then when his with his voice I just remember being like, man, if I could go back and hear that for the first time again, I bet it would still be just as powerful. powerful. Even I was young. I was a I was a kid. Uh, a friend of my mom's used to babysit me some as a young teenager, and she had the tape, and she was a big fan. And he recorded all this stuff in Muscle Shoals. So, uh, mm. But I remember hearing it and thinking I was probably the only 11-year-old who had a Percy Sledge tape, but it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's awesome. All right, Jimmy, what's next on your list, man? Oh, um, Okay, we all might remember the first time we heard this song. I heard this before Risky. Eh, might have been before Risky Business. I don't know when that movie came out, but I'm talking about 
in the air tonight by Peter, Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. First time I heard that, I was 14 year, years old. I was in a Chevy G20 conversion band in the back, drinking with my brother's older friends, drinking their Stroh's beer. And I heard that. I was like, wow, can life get any better than that? <laughs> <laughs> and did you lose your shit during the drum part? <laughs> I was just like, my God, this is the greatest song in there. Shirt off. Hanging out the window, <laughs> playing air drums with them. 84, <laughs> baby! That's right. Yeah. The first time I heard that song, I thought, wow, this is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. Now, yeah. when, Michelob, when Michelob took it and used it for the commercial, it kind of took some of the shine off of it. And it doesn't have that resonance, you know, like it does. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I heard it. But, yeah, the first time I heard that, I thought it was a great, great song. Oh, yeah. Awesome. What what about the rumor with that song? Ooh, that's oh, right. It, yeah, he, uh, something to do drowning. With I, I what is it a drowning? Somebody witnessed. Somebody saw. And, it's, yeah, it's, or somebody died, and the and the somebody knew about it. He invited them to the show and called them out, and they got arrested. Some what is something crazy? I don't like remember that? what it is. It's something somebody saw somebody drowning, and I think I've always heard somebody saw somebody drowning and didn't do anything about it. Something, yeah. and that's. And that's I heard that it from. was like the person that was drowning had had an affair with the wife or something. Oh my god! I think there's a lot of different stories. Jimmy, out there. we're gonna need some. Jimmy, we're gonna need some recon on that. We'll reconvene <laughs> later. Well, Phil denies it as he should. Yeah. Oh, of course he does. Yeah, but that, no, that's. I think Emily's on it. it. Some somebody did. A guy did something to his wife, and this is revenge time. Okay. <laughs> But and then I always heard though he invited him to a show and called him out at a at a play in it somewhere and stuff. Oh shit! The guy and the guy ended up going to jail because from that point something crazy like that. That's how rumors used to go before we had the internet. That's right. Oh yeah, it could get out of control quick unless you knew. (laughs) You never really knew. This thing, this thing, this right here just spun up four different ways real quick. And and I don't necessarily like the new way, to be honest with you. I like some mystery and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of it's gone, but anyway, random, great song though. I'm with you, Jimmy. Yeah, that's. I mean, I I was young, but even now, I mean, it still works. If if somebody plays it at a bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. everybody's playing those drums, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah. Mike Tyson did it. So it's got to yeah. go. I was thinking, I know I've got a TikTok video saved somewhere of this woman talking about it. I'll, I'm going to send it to y'all. I'll post it. It's it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I'll have to find, I'll have to dig through and find it, but it's fantastic. Uh, okay. All right. Next song I got is uh, Static X Push It. Uh, I remember hearing that song during the day. I think I was working at a record store. Again, kind of like the freaking uh the faith though mormon just such a game changer heavy metal industrial sound dude looks like fucking biting to a slim jim commercial lead singer and then uh and then i remember hearing it again that night for whatever reason i ended up at a strip club and that song came on i was like oh shit i just heard the song this song's fucking awesome so uh yeah yeah i know right Making, making big moves. <laughs> I've never heard this song. I just looking it up. This is off the out. Al- correct me if I'm wrong. This is off the album Wisconsin Death Trip. Wisconsin Death Trip. Great record, man. Copy. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, aggressive. A little loud. I'll have to download that. I do download a lot. I mean, I put I, a lot of. If I don't know somebody, y'all are talking about. I usually yeah. download it so I can listen to it at some point. Yeah, I think me and Jimmy went to. Was it Ozfest? Second Ozfest, stage. Yeah. yeah. 
where I first heard that song. You played it as soon as I got in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of fun. Energy, man. Yep. All right. Emily? Okay. Um, I promise they're not all women, but I have another woman. Oh, geez. And here we go. Honestly. <laughs> I like that. Old, old, I like the different perspective. I like yeah, it. Man. Thank you. <laughs> um, but now I'm Get kind of. Get off getting... metal hour for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got to soften it a little. Um, it's I'm kind of going into albums now, though, because mm-hmm. uh, Liz Fair, Exile, and Guyville. Right. I was in college. I was at working at the record store and I just, I listened. Hated, hated men. No, I love them. No. <laughs> Even when they're bad, I love them. Um, no, it's, hey. <laughs> I just, I still, every day, I just, I love it. I listen to it constantly. Um, she, you know, she's not the best singer, but it's just the way it's all put together. And uh, I don't know. It's great. charm and the rawness of it. Yes. yes. Yeah, I saw her open for Smashing Pumpkins um, just a few years ago, and she was she herself with a guitar singing, and I was like, "Oh, I can't get enough of this! I can't get enough of it." Good. And there's just yeah. so many great hits on there, you know. I mean, one of the the first one I'd heard was "Fucking Run," which I'm depressed. I got kicked out. You yeah, are. you're back. You got too excited is what happened. I did. Well, I think well, I rambled for hours. Yeah, last last thing we heard was fucking run, and then you froze <laughs> and, and went quiet. That's a good yeah, place she, to stop on it. No, it's just run, all right. <laughs> it, it's just the whole album's good. I just love it. It's it's got a lot of heartache. It's got a lot of real realness to it. Yeah. And I love I love Liz Fair. So right, there you go. There you go. Didn't Jimmy, you what you got? The entire album in its entirety. Didn't you go out and tour through that? Like yes, the years? the year that I moved to Chicago, uh, she was doing that tour, and I was bummed because I get, couldn't get anybody to come up there and go with me, and I just I couldn't get myself to go alone. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, um, see, that, Todd convinced me that you got to go alone, if, even if you can't find somebody. It's hard moving to a big city. You're a single woman. It's yeah. not as easy to jump out there. I'm still a little nervous about stuff like that. So, my biggest regret was I had the chance to go. I couldn't find anybody to go with me to see Waylon and Willie at the mm-hmm. the Sarasota AAA ballpark they were playing, and never got to see my hero Waylon. Never mm-hmm. got to see him. That was my one chance. But mm-hmm. I couldn't find anybody to go, so I didn't mm-hmm. go. And I'll never let, I won't let that happen twice. Yeah. I never got to see Waylon either, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. That day he died, 2002. Ah, not a good day for me. Hmm. Yeah. You can't miss those. I, I remember I didn't go see Don Williams. He did a thing at the Ryman after he came out of retirement and I didn't go. And my brother told me I should, and I didn't go. And then he, I didn't never get to go. And Doctor John, same way. I, I was, I've been to festivals where he was on the other end, but I never got to see him play. And then I had tickets to Tempatina's uh, show, uh, like right at the end of COVID, right before COVID happened, and it got canceled because he wasn't feeling well. And then it re- rescheduled a couple times during COVID, and he passed. I never got to see him. Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Go, go see your heroes. 
no matter yes, what. Definitely. Go mm-hmm. early, see the opening band. You never know yes. who they're going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Seriously. Every time, go early. You got to watch the whole True thing. Story. Mm-hmm. True story. Yep. Yeah, Todd's got Todd's got the ultimate opening band story. I think you've told it before. Yeah, I think so. The Vegas Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vegas Pearl Jam. Sonic Youth was opening, and uh, uh, show was supposed to start at seven o'clock. And it's, I think, 6.55 or something like that. Eddie Vedder came out with a guitar, sat down, played like two or three songs acoustic, and then wow. got up and said, tell everybody who came late to miss the opener what they just missed and walked off stage. Wow. And then Sonic Youth <laughs> came out. It was awesome. It was the, it was, it was like, yeah, come early, come early, wow. be there, <laughs> see y'all. Wow. Yeah, wow. It was the coolest shit ever. So. Jimmy, I'm getting lost in thoughts or fireball. Did you do your third? Fireball starting to talk, Todd. It's coming, it's kicking in. Yeah. My favorite song is Fireball. (laughs) Yeah, I say you're talking a lot more than normal. Well, fireball helps. Well, you know, I had to go with the uh, the backdrop I have for Zoom with the the three members of Queen because my next song is Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. I remember the first time I heard that. It the, the reason why I love that first Wayne World movie is because that's how it played out exactly in the cab with my three other uh, friends in the car. Mm-hmm. We just started epically singing the, the song out loud. Yeah, I think everybody kind of lived that scene from Wayne's World. Yeah, that song was built for that scene. <laughs> yeah, it is perfect. Absolutely nails it on the spot. Yeah, it's great. Great song. Uh, all right. Next on my list, I'm switching it up a little bit. Alan Jackson Chattahoochee. Ooh. That was the first country song, I think, that hit me and me just going, holy shit, I really dig this sound. I really freaking dig this song. And it just, to my to this day, still one of my favorite songs ever. I, there's something about that song. It's just so carefree and fun and just yeah, fun exactly yeah it just it and just harmless, makes you feel good nothing aggressive about it yeah you feel welcome it's just because yeah. even the lyrics the way it's you know plays up on the hick thing it's just mm-hmm. but it makes you feel come on in hell have some <laughs> cornbread we're going skiing come on that's right yeah so yeah i i that song's always stuck with me as god that was just a just hearing that song was very exciting the first and time got that it. great shuffle beat uh-huh yeah, you know. Yeah, there's just there ain't nothing wrong with it all the way around. Yep, great tune. Good. Yeah. All right, Em, what do you got? Okay, now we're going into my high Four. school times cruising. What'd you say? That's another uh, female artist. <laughs> no, I'm done with female. I'm now on to male. Uh, okay. Violent Femmes. Nice. Blister in the sun. Yeah. Uh, that entire debut album, self-titled. I mean, we would go cruising on Green River Road, me and my two friends. Her, my friend Jill, her older sister introduced us to this album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen them live many, many times now. Love them to death. And it's just, you can't help but just bounce around and have a good time. And yep. same as your Chattahoochee, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I love that album so much. But Blister in the Sun would have to be the one that that started it all for me. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love the xylophone solo on Gone Daddy Gone. Yes. It's so good. Doesn't get better. So good. <laughs> I just, yeah. I love them. 
You gonna start crying? You sound like you're about to start crying. I really love it. I miss cruising. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Cruising by the Taco Bell. That's right, doing that loop. Isn't that crazy? That was the fun back then. It's like you just drove up and down the street all night long, and it was the best time of your life. Oh, shit. Bring some down. Circle around deluxe, McDonald's. Yeah. Make, yeah. make a couple loops. See somebody you know wants to talk. Yeah. That was if the there same. was a cute boy in a car, it was like, hey, we're going to pass him again soon. Yeah. Get the hair done. <laughs> drag racing every now and again. <laughs> so much fun. Yes, indeed. Could y'all imagine growing up now? With the phones and no. the t- cameras and the no. uh, kids now don't even want to drive vehicles. I hear they like, don't. They they're like we don't even want to drive. It's crazy. Don't want to get their license. Nothing. Yeah. I was go- I was going through a store the other day and there was some young girl. I bet she was ten years old, leaning against the shelf. I'm guessing her parents were out shopping, or whatever, looking at her phone, and she had so much fucking sass attitude on her face, like she was the hottest shit in the world. And I just want to be like, little girl, you got a lot of growing up to do. It was uh, just disgusted me seeing just how fucking sassy she was. God damn yeah. it. I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't imagine now. With all the bullshit know. and just fucking having to be like that. Ugh. Yeah. Be- better no. times when we were young then. Welcome Fantastic to the uh, <laughs> welcome to the old man hour. Yeah, right. Goddamn kids. <laughs> old heads. Old heads. Talking yeah. smack. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, you know, it is. Hopefully, they'll enjoy it like we did ours. I know I I enjoyed. It. I talked with my buddies from college. You know, we feel like we were the last of that era before yeah. kind of all that happened. Because I'm 43 now. I graduated high school in '98, so I'm um, you know, even like the music stuff. I was there when it rock, uh, hip hop kind of took over mm-hmm. the dominant format there in the early '90s mm-hmm. over rock and roll, and and now it seems I heard somebody talking about it yesterday on another podcast. It's basically rock and hip-hop have kind of joined a lot of the same forces there and it's basically music's either country or not country really right it's yeah like, well you and, know is it country yeah. or not that's and about even it the and even music. that and is is a broad well that's because there's only two of them that's why it's so broad now too because yeah. those a lot of those would be in other formats or top 40 mm-hmm. or but you know it's just a whole think about that i mean you don't have to go buy anything to listen to music you don't have to wait i mean it's just yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, and, I, I don't even I, know. And you're not, there's before. not clubs it's, for different types yeah. of music. It's all kind of what's well, even like we talk about areas. We talk about New Orleans and stuff. Think about in Chicago and different places. Not even many towns have their own identity anymore. Right. Everything's yeah. kind of just, you know, the same as everywhere. Every exit you get off the same 20 different restaurants or shops at any place in the in the country, you know. Well, and what I wonder like, about is when when we were growing up, I mean, it seems like, you know, I knew of two or three kind of garage bands. They play little, you know, shows at clubhouses or whatever. And it's, I don't, I don't really hear about that. I mean, yeah. Are, are the kids yeah. playing guitars in garages and hoping to start a band or are they all wanting to be rap artists or are they doing electronic at all? It's, I think there's so much. Imagine if you had so much going on, you just grab your phone and you could be in, I was bad about bouncing hobbies enough without that i can only yeah. imagine now when you get on there and change hobbies every 10 minutes yeah oh my gosh yeah. 
Uh, or just stare at your phone on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's yeah. like the best time growing up was new release Tuesday for music because, yep. like you said, you know, people don't go in and buy it anymore. And then you just buy that album you've been waiting for, listen from start to finish, mm-hmm. and do it over and over, reading those liner notes. And just yeah. people don't dive into albums anymore. They dive into singles, and that's about it. And it's, I'm, uh, I love I discovering. And- and then for us was the same, but with the videos, it would cut the new mm-hmm. video and you might know the song, mm-hmm. but you've only heard it a few times on the radio, but then they showed the video and everybody's waiting to watch it. And you're getting to see the yeah. people with what they're trying to get across, you know, uh, yeah. speaking of albums, uh, and you mentioned Emily, your last selection was an album. And I'll say one for me would be, I uh, wish I could hear it for the first time again. And I know Jimmy's a big fan, Willie Nelson, Stardust album. Uh, when mm-hmm. he does all the contemporary jazz stuff in his mm-hmm. way with T-Bone producing it. I mean, the songs, the the arrangement, the just the just the warm, it sounds like it's a warm blanket over you. And you're listening to it, you it you feel like you're put you should have it on some nice vinyl on some nice warm speakers. Mm-hmm. Have, you know, the it got it's not it's not a it's not a shiny thing. It's a nice, warm, dull, relaxing thing. Stardust. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Le- Willie didn't listen to the record company. Tell him, no, we're doing this. Yes. That, that's one of his biggest albums. Yes. I said it was going to date him. Yeah. It worked out wow. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, you next. Can I, can I have my old man moment? Yeah. Did. You can have two. Have you noticed on Facebook that you know, all these uh, Christmas dances are going on right now? I think you're uh, supposed to call it school. the Facebook. The Facebook. You're officially old. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed what the girls are wearing? Or like one piece bikinis to these dresses <laughs> or to these these balls? I mean, the skirts. I must be on a different page than you're you're at. No, I know it, what you're talking about. It is. I've like, been off social skirt. media since I got off the road, so I'm unaware. I I purposely have minimum social media over the past couple of weeks. Good for you. It's mm. <laughs> awesome. I had there, to. It's ridiculous. There's no formal gown anymore. It's just these Beyonce looking things, man. I just like, yeah. Man, in about yeah. twenty years, you're gonna be like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, well, that's one. That's one of the things that gets me when you talk about New Orleans stuff and Mardi Gras stuff and all that, Jimmy. They don't play the traditional music. It's more. It's more the hip hop stuff, which is fine. But you should play the traditional stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Canal Street is nothing but just blaring. Yeah, all the yeah. cars driving by. It's all rap music. Yeah. And a lot of it is some of it's inappropriate. And then and on two, it's just you should have that you're gonna lose that stuff if you don't play the traditional stuff. You gotta keep regional stuff regional. That attracts people, every you know, but um well, and that reminds me too. Um, my favorite game to play on the road, and it's mostly with the concerts and stuff, watching the people come in. Uh my favorite game to play was she wasn't wearing that when she left the house. <laughs> and you could tell by the way some of these ladies are dressed. You didn't they walk changed by your, in the way. You didn't wear you didn't walk by your parents in that outfit. You changed <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Why is Emily laughing? No, I never did that. I grew up in the 90s where you had big, big baggy sweaters, and that was my favorite thing. Oh. I want that back right now. It was- I still love baggy. I'm the same. I'm oh. like, God, I, baggy was uh, what's up. I, I have these uh um jogging pants that are from university of alabama i've been wearing uh when i fly and stuff lately and they're the new kind of jogging pants and i'm like 
this is not what well, I want my right. old, and I have an older pair and I wear them. They, it, it, everybody kind of makes fun of me because they're huge, but I'm like, this is what I remember jogging pants supposed to look and feel mm-hmm. like. Not like, yeah. you know, they come up on my calf and they're tight at the bottom. Like, no, I want yeah. baggy jogging pants, fully yeah. relaxable baggy jogging pants. Yeah. No, no slim fit jogging pants. No. <laughs> I ain't nothing about me slim or fit. I'm regular, regular. I'm Reggie. I'm Reggie from Alabama. I need regular, regular stuff. Nice. When anyway. I jog, I want my I want my legs. I want it to be like a steaming crock pot in there. He's <laughs> sweaty as hell. I need space. Yeah, I want to. I want to be able to wear two or three other pair underneath. If it's cold, and I really got to bundle up. I got to layer up. Yes, I ain't styling here. I'm sweating. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome oh shit i have anyway, completely lost track of, but yeah we got to get off the old <laughs> old people moments here uh no it's jim it's jimmy's it's jimmy's uh, turn okay. jimmy's fourth one i believe all right i'll <laughs> play the fourth one uh <laughs> what you know emily was talking about the uh cruising was it green river road i'm assuming yes green river and, mm-hmm. and jr was talking about driving around mcdonald's which yep. was true in princeton indiana as well well, my, my strip was Broadway, and the song was uh, Posse on Broadway by a certain Oh, yeah. Nice. Posse's yes. on Broadway. Yeah. We, that, was the, that was the theme my senior year. I love that. Yeah, they played that nonstop. Mm. Swass was the album. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not typically a rap guy, but I made an exception on that one. No, that's All a right. good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I can remember going in the uh, the music stores when they started having the explicit lyrics mm-hmm. uh, tag on CDs and stuff and yep. trying to get a Disco Rick and the Dogs um, CD or a Two Live Crew CD. And I'm probably like 13. And the guy's yep. looking at me like, uh, you're too young to buy this. Oh, my mom's right out there. She gave me the money. How am I going to come up with 12 bucks? You know, he's right. like, oh, okay. Sells it to me. I'm like, yes. I go listen to just the raunchiest rap record ever. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, it was like, but my dad hated it. So I loved it, you know. Right. That was my that was my Beatle type something or whatever Elvis whoever you know every generation uh-huh. every generation likes something that's gonna piss off the old heads before them they yeah. just don't get it as right. they should. <laughs> well, All right, uh, my fifth and final is is more of a the first time I heard the song it was a as a performance it was at the end of the 2018 ACM Awards. It's a song called Redneck Life by Chris Jansen. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Google Chris Jansen, Redneck Life, AC Moore. There is so much energy in that freaking song. It it, it was it and it was it was a shame because it was like the last song, and the, you know, credits are rolling and it cuts off before the end of it. But ever ever since I heard that song, I've just it's kind of like Chat I've been I'm in love with that song. I can listen to that song every day, never get tired of it. It's just a straight up, I'm a redneck. This is how I grew up. I can, I'd rather have a Mountain Dew than a Silver Spoon. And I mean, it's just a fan. I love that song. And at that moment of seeing it, I was just in awe of, I've never heard of Chris Jansen. I have no idea what the song is. Oh, that, you had That to. guy's got so much energy. It's infectious and I love him. 
Wow, that's see, and, and he's gonna ring my neck for this. I don't know that tune. He's a buddy. Um, oh my god, he, he played on Broadway forever, sleeping in his car and stuff. Finally made it the whole deal. He worked yeah. his butt off to get it. Um, he plays the harmonica a lot and stuff. Yeah. He does a lot with it. Yeah, Opry. he had a harmonica solo during his performance. It was amazing. He got a slew of kids. He's a good buddy though. I can't believe I don't know that songs. He's had a couple oh. big hits over oh, the last few god. years, but we still do a lot of shows with Jansen. I got to download that song or make sure I have it. I'm sure it's on an album. I just hadn't listened yeah, to that song. Yeah, get it and just listen to the words. I mean, he's just, a bundle just, of energy, oh, and he does drink. He doesn't drink. He used to party, and he doesn't anymore. Yeah. Now he does drink like at least a twelve pack of Mountain Dew. Confirmed. Well, I remember hearing him on your you guys' yeah, podcast, right. and he was talking about that, and I was like, "That's my brother," because I drink. And he said on the, he said day. on the podcast, his doctor got onto him and had to quit, but still, in every Instagram post he posts, he still got a Mountain Dew in his hand. So I guess right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like us, me with the nicotine or something. It's hard uh-huh. to quit. Yep. But you anyway, I have Chris, to check that out. That's a good one. Chris Hansen. Chris Jansen. Jansen. Get your brother. Yeah, his big song was um, uh, Buy Me oh. a Boat was his big jam yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. A big country uh, anthem, Buy Me a Boat, Buy Me a Truck. Money came my happiness, but it can buy me a boat. Buy me a boat, yeah. yeah. He had a big big hit. Yeah. With that. It was like the anthem of the lakes and rivers and mm-hmm. waterways of America for a year or two there for sure. Great tune. And yeah, he had he's had a couple big hits since then. He's yeah, a wild well, man, though. Yeah, yeah. I he had kind of a ballady one that was kind of like a uh, drunk girl. He had a drunk, drunk girl, girl. Take yeah, a drunk girl home or something like yep, that. Yep. Play piano yep. on. Yeah, it was yep. a good tune. That was a real good yeah. one too. Yeah. My mother-in-law, that's her favorite artist. Because every time they go to Nashville, they go to the opera and it seems like he's playing and she's he's just such a good entertainer. So I got him <laughs> to shoot a little video to her one time. Oh, I got me in like Flynn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Emily. Okay. I'm trying to decide. I thought of one while you guys were talking that I really wanted to add to the list. and then I I'm going to have two to just tack on at the end here in a minute. Okay, so, just, so yeah. I can do a bonus after this. Yes. Okay. I'm going to stick to then my original Stone Temple Pilots, Core, the entire album. Yeah. Dead and Bloated, you know, yeah. sex type thing. That yeah. came on. The videos came on, like you were talking about earlier. And it was just like, who is this? And mm-hmm. what's happening right now? Because I like it. And, oh. Scott Weiland was everything. I loved him so much. Um, Just the band's incredible. I've seen him so many times in concert. And every time I was just, it got better and better. And I just, oh, they watch YouTube kind of videos. A, Apparently, they are a phenomenal live. I mean, I, the yeah. YouTube videos they have of them at those big shows, or we still watch them on the bus from time to time. It is rock and roll. So sure. good. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite concert was here at Robert Stadium. Cheap Trick opened for them, which was amazing. Nice. And they did their, you know, their rock and roll set, and then um, they changed the stage to have an acoustic set with it as well. And it was, I mean, he's got hit when he, when Scott Weiland sang acoustic, it was beautiful. I just, I loved the way he did everything and it was it was great and then they rocked it back out again and it was you know got you back there and yeah uh, up and down up and down yes yeah that's just that's what concerts oh concerts come on guys i know that's that jam band mentality that's Mm. the grateful dead the fish the panic thing just the ebbs and flows just bring them down bring oh high moment keep you there yeah it it goes good with the whatever you're you know give you a break (laughs) break and then by the end of it you're like okay i got and then you build to the last of ah celebration fireworks confetti (laughs) ah you still got a little bit of adrenaline get back the car and then it all starts go home listening to them on your radio oh yeah Yes. Yep, that's the best. That's the awesome. best feeling. Oh, I'm Isn't feeling it right now. So good. <laughs> did you get a message from the bass player 
of the band. We yeah, what was that? I can't believe I we got there was a like or something to one of the posts. He liked one of our um our Instagram. posts on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's yeah, I remember seeing it and going, that name looks familiar and clicking it and seeing the thing. And I immediately sent it to Emily because I knew she was the big Stone Temple pilot. So I was like, is this for real? And yeah. she kind of lost her shit for a minute. I still am. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I thought. Yeah. I just remember Emily being really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all easily right. excitable, guys. All right, Jimmy, close us out with you, number five. Oh, uh, same. Same era of music. Uh, I went with the uh, Rooster, Alice and Janes. Yes. First mm. time I heard that, uh, I, nothing captured what it's like to be a soldier. I thought at that in at that year, you know, in that time, I was sure. like, wow, this is what it must feel like to constantly be stressed about getting a bullet, you know, coming your way sooner or later. Right. I thought it's it such a great intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Great band. Mm. I saw them open for Kiss. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was good. <laughs> I was going to say it had to be, uh, but they were still without makeup, right? No, they had their makeup. Oh, did they? Yeah. The guy I was dating at the time, Kiss was his favorite, and then I got him concert tickets, and we went, and it was a nice surprise seeing Alice in Chains opening, so. Funny. Oh, yeah. That's it's probably 97. Around there, that sounds about right. Ninety-six. You're better at dates than I am, so. Yeah, their first reunion was like ninety-six, ninety-seven. Mm. When we got back with Ace and Peter, because when they came to Evansville, it was two thousand. That, that was with Ted Nugent and uh, I want to say Cheap Trick, maybe. I know Ted was there because he was louder than hell. <laughs> I forget that. You know, uh, rando uh, side story on that. We got to play with uh, Derek Saint, um, Derek Saint Holmes. Oh recently. yeah, I heard that story. Um, he he came and jumped in, did a uh, in closed out a show, did an encore with us recently up in New York. Um, I mean, he you know he had some good stories on on Ted and the band and stuff in that heyday, and he's still rock and roll. He lives in Nashville now, which a lot of people do. But that's you're not saying anything new there. I think everybody moved to Nashville. Right. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> hey, random before I forget, um, you know what I think you guys ought to do an episode on, and I would love to be involved in this one, and we could plan it ahead of time, and you may already have, but I missed it. Um, television theme songs. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Because, I mean, because they, cause I could put a television theme song in here as a song that I would just, and it's not Dukes of Hazard. Right. Um, <laughs> but I could put a song in here sang by the main star, but backed by a Nashville A-list band. But one of my favorite songs, same as I could, even if it wasn't on the TV show, was the theme song of the Fall Guy. <laughs> I may jump, Brand Gunner. He yeah. talks about being uh, with the girls and jumping the cars, yeah. and being a stuntman. And the pictures him on the helicopter and him doing all this stuntman stuff. And I mean, he had the cool truck. I just, I, I remember being like, uh, you know, and it was, it ended, it ended up being an international hit. You know, it was like number one in a bunch of foreign wow. countries and was stuff, really? obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it was Lee Majors sang vocals and it was um, a Nashville A list band behind him on it. Oh, it sure. was all the, the, the heavy hitters studio time during that era. Hey, if it worked for Knight Rider, it can work for Lee Majors. Yeah. The Huff. He's, he's rocked that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big in general. Mm-hmm. Until the internet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hulk Hogan too. Hulkamania run, run wild till it ran against his biggest enemy of all time, the internet uh, and reality <laughs> television. Yep. That, that's when I first realized reality shows weren't reality. When I watched yep. it, they were looking for yep. his daughter one day and they couldn't find her anywhere in the town they were in. I, I, I thought to myself, well, well, why don't you just call the cameraman that's with your daughter? If you're, <laughs> right. I real oh, this is yeah. fake. I, that's when yeah. I realized it was fake. Yeah. It took yeah. me that long. Yeah. Reality television, you know, a lot of people like it, but man, it has definitely done a number on stuff. Cause before that and cribs and all that, you didn't get to go into celebrities' lives like you do now, like entertainers mm-hmm. and uh movie stars. You know, I, I just watched that uh, there's a documentary out right now on um Paul Newman and Joanne Woodworth that yes. the, la- the last um, movie stars. And uh, you know, you think about like that used to be you you didn't have to know you didn't go inside their house and now mm-hmm. it's like the biggest star ever you still they want them on instagram every second you know talking and i mean it's it's crazy yeah mm. yeah but anyway i, I wish just it was back to those days i know right but <laughs> yeah it, it, it just is what it is we've got to evolve but i was thinking about that that would be a fun one to do in an easy five because and i think we probably all have five different ones but um there's a lot of good ones out there too you know? yeah things are oh, yeah. huge yeah That'd be fun. Yes. Like that. We'll put it on the to-do list. Anyway. Um, Before I forget my kind of, I always do more because I can't make up my mind. Uh, I've talked about it before on an episode, Power Trip, Hornet's Nest, metal song I discovered and like for a year, couldn't find it anywhere and just kept hearing it on the metal station and just uh, hearing that song. It's just another one that blew me away. Uh, And then the other thing or the other one was, the Rock Band Ministry, another industrial rock band. The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste album. I remember being in Brandon Lancaster's car, riding through downtown Evansville, listening to this record, just being mind-blown, going, what the fuck is this noise that sounds like music? And it's fucking clanking and metal and guitars. It's, this is the best thing I've ever... And samples, and it's... Uh, yeah, love that record. Yeah. So I can see it. I can see a skinny eighteen-year-old Todd Dank with long hair. Just in total shock. Yeah, just just mind blown. Just going. I don't know what it is, but turn it up. Keep turning it up. It's not loud <laughs> enough. Turn it up louder. Why is he screaming? I don't know, but just make it louder. Yeah, it's good. I remember shit. being that way with uh, Body Count when Ice T came out yes. with Body Count. I remember thinking, "What is this? I am mm-hmm. intrigued. I like it. It is. I know it's dangerous and dark, but I like it." I'm not supposed to be listening to this. Am I doing yes, something this, wrong? Is, yeah. <laughs> Where is the cops? I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't agree, but wow, this is intriguing. This is uh-huh. powerful. Anyway, yeah. it was the same. It was like I was riding with some kid to school who was my ride to school at one point after my parents got divorced, and I had some. I don't know. I ended up riding with this guy who lived somewhere close, to going to school, and he was playing that. And I remember thinking. This is something else. Well, I got a car by in now. Wow. Better, we're gonna get in trouble. You better turn yeah. it down, Tommy. You better turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Cody was that guy's name. I remember that and now looking back, like he was harmless. And you know, I, mm-hmm. you know. All right. You got any additionals, Emily or Jimmy, you want to add? Yes, I do. Um, I'm actually gonna go for two. Uh first one is nine inch nails, head like a hole. Yes. That introduced me to them, and I've never been the same since. Love them. Um, and then the second one kind of goes like that with that. It's hurt, but Johnny Cash's version. I remember yep. when that came out, it was heart wrenching. I mean, I thought the cover was better than the original mm-hmm. by far. And then the video that went along with it was, it was so much. It was so much. I loved it. 
So those are my bonuses. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, nine inch nails a concert. There's nothing better. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. Jimmy, you got any additions you want to throw in there? I'll throw in one more. Uh, Family tradition, Hank Williams Jr. Yep. Yeah. I heard that when I was, you know, my dad used to play Hank Williams Jr. when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But the first time I got high and heard it, it was a totally different song. (laughs) I I credit credit that to most why I'm in the music of country, why I'm in the business of country music still today, Jimmy. I said, I tell people, I'm like, because I liked rock. Well, first it was like just whatever, you know, I had my little blue you know donald duck record player mickey mouse stuff and i had like a couple i had like aerosmith toys in the attic and i had like thriller my dad gave me or whatever and then you know rock and stuff but that first time on a dirt road somebody handed me a bottle of jim beam or something Mm -hmm. and i took a swig and as soon as it hit my lips it's like family tradition came on the radio (laughs) and a whole nother world opened up to me right that is still available (laughs) right it, it was just like I had like I liked country because I got you know they have little things of me dressed up with my little uh, boots on and my little bandana. And they said I used to sing "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys" when I was real little. Um, but I, and I remember it being on, but I really never was like huge country. I liked country, but it never it never any more than the others until that. And then I'm like, what is this Hank Jr.? And then it was on. Mm-hmm. Then it just then it was. Then it got into more Skinner and I mean, any of the Waylon and Co. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I need a silk for that. <laughs> <laughs> Still keep my hand, my old home record bottle of uh, Hank, yeah. G- Hank Jr. juice over here. Yeah, you got me, you got me, Jones. Well, that was a good one. I was gonna. That was gonna be my one. If when I was thinking, if if you threw me in and needing a five, yeah, uh, I was gonna pull one off of that record or that or uh, outlaw outlaw women, Jimmy. I thought because the sound of outlaw women is just the way that boom, 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 boom. I mean, I got my last swig of Jack Daniels here. I gotta take a shot on that one. Hey, I I got this in the mail recently. I am I I'm actually a landowner now. Um, of one inch square of Lynchburg, Tennessee. One of our podcast fans sent me this thing in where I am an official um, Tennessee squire no uh, with awesome. the Jack Daniels dis- distillery. I know I, this is the first time I got to talk to anybody about it, but yeah, I just got this in. Yeah. Uh, he nominated me in and I own a, a deed to one inch piece of property there in Lynchburg. There you Let's go. have a party. I know, right? That's what I told my wife. I was like, we own property in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got voting rights. Yeah, we're going to get a P.O. box there. What is the uh, state income tax? What are yeah. the tax laws? <laughs> yeah, right. The property but, uh, tax on that. Yeah, but uh, but I thought that was cool of him to uh, to do that, and because uh, that was my Jack for the longest. I was Jack, and then mm-hmm. I kind of switched. Now I do Gentleman Jack if it's Jack usually, but yeah it's way too far yeah i don't really and i've tried to cut back all of todd knows me in my heyday i was a Mm -hmm. uh, go for it kind of guy but i've i've tried to curtail all that as much as i can these days it's just (laughs) it's it's like the hank song the hangovers hurt more than it used to if i could drink like i used to and get away with the shit i used to i'd still do it but it does not work that way anymore so it just it can't, you know, and luckily we travel enough and, you know, it's just you can get these states with other stuff and this and that. And I try to curtail the drinking down to, um, you know, limit just as, limited needed. As, much, yeah, as needed, you know, fun times. It's more fun that way too, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but on the road, the on the road, it's every night. Your tolerance gets jacked up, and then it's mm-hmm. uh, that's the train. Then you're on that train, and and we, we kind of tour most of the year. So it's not like I can jump on for three months and jump off. We kind of tour all year. So uh, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing well. You're doing good work. My 40s. Let me get my readers out so I can read. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you. You guys have been talking about the readers on your podcast the last couple of weeks, man. I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm a big fan. I, 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 wanna, I had to, I had to get up out last night to do something. Literally. Go see an optometrist. It changes. It's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Get that prescription. I know. That's yeah. next. Yep. All right. I'm uh man. I'm going to call an audible here. I, I We've gone very long just talking about our top fives. I think I think we've got an episode, folks. I don't think we need to go into a song this week. Talk about content. Yeah, we've we, yeah. Anything I'd else? Love just, I'd love to see you hashtag everything we talked about. I'm gonna oh, hash, I'm gonna hashtag what I wrote down. I'm relying on you guys to make a list too. <laughs> Will do. No, this right. has been fun. This has been this, a lot of yeah, fun. This has been yeah. glad you joined us, Jr. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. I'm home, like I was saying earlier. I'm home till February, so any week you want me to jump on, I'll definitely. I'm down for whatever, yeah. whenever. Awesome. I, and I was excited about talking about the. Uh, the music topic, the the genre topic that mm-hmm. I didn't know much about, but I've heard that and I've actually used that term right. ska in like saying something. What do you listen to? This favorite ska band or something? And because yep. I heard it, but now to read up on it and stuff a little bit, I, yeah. that'd be fun to talk about. So let well, me know. We'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Like I said, just anytime you want, shoot me. You know me, man. Just shoot me a note. We'll have you on anytime you want to be on, dude. Yeah, give me the heads up. I'm like, I'm here till. Yeah. Well, and and along those lines, I'm going to say we are probably after this week's episode, I'm going to guess we're going to be off for at least a week or two because my schedule is insane. Just with traveling and just finding time to sit down and just record. Um, But the next episode will be 100. 100 times we've done this, which is insanity. And that's the mark. Jimmy's always said that um, he's ready to go public and telling people we do this. Is the hundred? We should. <laughs> we should it's be been, a, it's been a secret till now. We've been trying to keep it really quiet till now. Yeah. Now, now it's full on. Yeah. I, I imagine We're Jimmy's not- going to be driving to and from work with the big every playlist tells a story flag hanging out of the bed of his truck, flapping <laughs> in the wind. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be like Blues Brothers. I'm going to buy a big horn. Right. <laughs> you two girls tell your friends. <laughs> just carry you a magnetic sign around jimmy and even if you're riding with somebody else slap it on the side that's of the right. passenger door and be like hey it's part of the deal man that's, it's part of the yeah. deal yeah you want me to, you want me to branding, ride with you? That's hashtag comes. branding <laughs> right. oh shit exactly. well, what are you going to do for a hundred are we going to do a christmas episode are you going or do you got anything planned for a hundred or are you going to you know do christmas what? Ish. Around episode 90, I started thinking, man, probably ought to do something. And then, as you probably well know, time gets away, and I've got mm-hmm. lots of ideas and ain't done shit about none of them. And I don't know. Probably just do 100 and blow out the candle and keep on rolling. Have y'all done a top five Christmas songs on a year before? I don't think we've done a top five, no. no. I know I've talked about Christmas songs. We just started the top five. Yeah, That's yeah, top five is relatively Oh, I got new. you. Yeah, because we used to y'all used to just do one song a piece and just yep. dissect it down. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking top five most shocking Todd Dink moments on, oh, yeah. on throughout the podcast. Oh, just <laughs> on the podcast. Okay, well, yeah, I'll... 
<laughs> I've got outside the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Number five, fireball yeah. shot. Number four, fireball shot. Number three, fireball shot. Fireball shot. Every time I pull up to see Todd when he's down here vacation, he comes out and he's got his cutoff T-shirt on, his cutoff blue jeans. I mean, he looks like he just walked out of 89 and he's at Panama City Beach. And then, and then I have a specific like, vacation go shirt. Go say hello to my friend JR. I disappear. Back to rock and roll, Todd. Here we go. I have a very specific vacation shirt that I wear when I know I'm going to see JR. And it is a, it's a, I bought it at Walmart. It's a picture of a cat holding a fucking rocket popsicle, the red, white, and blue rocket popsicle. And I think he's wearing a nice. fucking American like top hat or some shit. And I remember the first time I had that on, I walked out the parking lot. And JR got out of the truck and looked at me. He's like, "Ain't you seen you wear that sort of stuff?" <laughs> I was like, "Nope, Todd on vacay. This is vacation, Todd. Vacation, Todd. Don't give a shit." Oh, I love it. That's yeah, funny. It was a good time. So, That's all right. Um, subscribe, like, great. Leave a comment. Email us at every playlist tells a story. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. JR, thank you so much, brother. Good seeing you. Awesome. Uh, thank you, guys. Emily, Jimmy, Todd, appreciate y'all. Yep. Let me know. We'll do it again soon. Uh, at JR the Handler on anything. That's uh, right. And hey, leave these guys questions and comments and that five star review because they uh, Todd's going to rally all that up. But if you put something on there, I'm sure they'll get to it. So hit them up. It's, yeah, I'm, we're getting we're getting some stuff and we're reading listeners and listener emails and stuff like that. So that's that's been kind of fun aspect of it. Anytime we get something, so. Mm -hmm. Listen to JR. He tells the truth. That's a true story. I do it. I said him. I, I got the direct, but I still put stuff on the on the socials. But then I'll just say, hey, let me just go ahead. I got to get this off my mind. Let me just text him right. directly what I had to say about uh -huh. said episode. Yeah. But no, great, great podcast. Uh, love what you guys are doing. Glad, glad to have Emily, new edition on here. She's been rocking. And uh, y'all keep it up. If I don't talk to you guys before Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, safe yep. travels, enjoy your family time, uh, have lots of fun. If you see any of my band friends along at any of your venues and travels, tell them I said hello, and uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Hey, real quick, Jay, are, yeah. are you guys done for the year with uh, the Justin Moore podcast, or are you guys still doing episodes when you can? No, we're but we're supposed to have done one this past week, and we didn't, so hopefully we'll get one out this week. He's, okay. he's been slammed, yeah. and I've been – I've. I've been had a side project. I've worked every day. We've been off the road on the side project, so um, – okay. We've just been busy, but we're going to kick it back off. And um, we had some real good response from last year so, or this past year. So I think we're going to revamp, maybe cut down, uh, do two episodes a month or something starting right. next year. Uh, Justin really swamped himself. He took on that radio show mm -hmm. role doing every morning, and he's going to scale that down some next year, I think. So we're just trying to – we we loaded too much. And then when once everything touring and everything got back up to full speed, it was like, crap, we got no time off. We're home and have zero – you know, we still mm -hmm. got – I mean, Justin's got a bunch of kids. I still got stuff to do and I travel. So anyway, yeah, we've, we're going to get a new schedule, but it's still rocking along. So yeah. Um, Justin, the Justin Moore podcast, hashtag Justin Moore podcast, check it out. We talk about music and sports. I think our last guest, uh, a few weeks ago, we had Sarah Huckabee Sanders on, yeah. but she just, she just, uh, got elected as governor or got to be the new governor of Arkansas. Yeah. Um, that was a and, fun episode uh, with her. Yeah. She's cool. We've hung out a few times and, you know, obviously a big fan and, um, always liked her you know take on stuff and um yeah she was great and okay. you know we had some other stuff we you know it's it's tough sometimes it is oh trust me i know and with it's those just... with, the, with the clientele sometimes it's you know hey <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> we're going we're, we're still rocking though we're going we're going to keep it rocking well good good well it's a lot of fun listening to you and thanks for being a big supporter of ours and 
We'll see you down the road, brother. Yes, let's do it again soon. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I think that would be a good one. Do a Christmas uh, top five. Jimmy doesn't sound like he wants to, but I think Emily and I agree and we should push that on okay. through. <laughs> yeah, we should just do that. Jimmy's been overruled. <laughs> because we, cause we, we could even say top five, but they can't be... Well, it doesn't matter because everybody's all of us gonna have different ones. Right. Yeah. Gonna have the same five. It'll yep. be cool. Yeah, it'll right. be good. Yep. All right, all right we'll like do it. it. All right. Talk all right. soon, guys. Thanks. Y'all be safe. Take care. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Bye. Bye.